0: So I have a student who got a job in a coffee shop, and uh, when he first started, we couldn't be in there for too long with him and uh, you know we could have gone in and given some tokens and what have you but that would have embedded ourselves in the teaching interaction and it would have created a dependency for us so instead we put together a behavior contract that really simply stated you know here's some things to do at my job you know number one is greet my manager um you know number two is punch in with a time card and number three is to stay on task for x amount of time and we reviewed this behavior contract with him we practiced it and And um, then he was independent within about a week or two. It was really awesome to see. That's amazing. So a behavior
1: contract is a really useful tool that specifies what the expected behavior is, what the time frame is that it's, it's expected to be seen in, and what the reward is. And it's not something that we would start off with with some of the students that we work with. It's usually something that they work towards. It's really for students that have already become familiar with a token system or a token board and understand those contingencies of I do something, I earn some sort of reinforcement, I continue to do something, maybe I earn bigger reinforcers. Um, and
0: once they have that concept, we can work towards something like a behavior contract. You're right. You know, students really do need to understand that, um, Contingency of delayed reinforcement, right? It can't be. Well, I do something, I get something. I do something, I get something. Behavior contracts don't work like that. It's not that immediate, so they need to be able to understand the concept of delayed reinforcement. But once they've got that concept, we can quickly move to a behavior contract. Um, sure, you mentioned that you know a contract is like a written agreement. A lot of times, I've seen students sign the contract. Um, that doesn't necessarily need to happen. I've had students sign contracts before, but I've also had students just use it more as a checklist, right? So the. Che- checklist. checklist would be first, I do this, and then I do this, you know, I sit, you know, I sit at my desk, I attend to the teacher, I raise my hand, that type of thing. So the really great thing about introducing a behavior contract is as our students are getting older, we want
1: them to take more ownership over their own goals and their own reinforcement. We can move them off of a token system that really relies on someone else, someone external from them to come and provide that reinforcement and provide that behavior specific praise and and the token. And it gives them ownership over the being able to reflect on their own behavior, being able to track their own behavior and ultimately access their own reinforcers. And it's also a lot more subtle. So if a student is moving into a classroom or a work environment and there isn't, it isn't even possible to have a token system running, we could, we could start to teach them the concept of a behavior contract so that they could take that with them into another setting and have it be a lot more natural.
0: When introducing behavior contracts, it's really important to start small. Typically, we pick three to five goals max, no more. Uh, it's too overwhelming for students. But typically, we pick three to five goals and we state them positively. So, you know, we don't say, don't hit today or, you know, don't run away from your desk. It would be more so, you know, did I keep my hands to myself or, you know, did I stay at my desk? Um, those types of things would be goals. So, stating them really positively keeping it small, keeping it simple. So three to five goals max. And
1: the way that it would start is it would look actually pretty similar to a token system. So instead of expecting that self-reflection right from the beginning, we made pick those three to five goals and actually have, you know, five opportunities for us to notice those behaviors. So similar to a token system, there's five opportunities to notice, did you stay at your desk? Did you um, use nice words? And then using those opportunities to provide that reinforcement. Um, And then once they are familiar with that, we may fade those five opportunities to like one or two opportunities. So it's more of like a check-in a couple of times a day. Over the course of this subject, over the course of the morning, were you able to keep your hands to yourself? Were you able to stay focused? And then it can also become more of a conversation. We can reflect together on these goals and, you know, how well did you do on these goals? It also doesn't have to be all or nothing. Sometimes I'll use a rating scale for those goals. And so instead of it just being yes or no, I was focused, it was, well, You know, maybe I'd give myself a three out of five because like it was sometimes, but like I could have done a little bit better. So there is room for
0: flexibility and conversation around those goals. Uh, one really important thing is that when introducing a behavior contract, you know, the ultimate goal is absolutely you want this behavior contract running all day and, you know, the reinforcement would be delivered at the end of the day, but you can't start there. You have to start relatively small. And like Shira said, you know, at the beginning, it does look more like a token system. We're delivering, you know, the praise for X meeting this goal or this goal. Um, hey, I saw you doing this. I'm going to, you know, give you that check mark. You know, sometimes I'll do it on a time based schedule. So, you know, know, every 10 minutes or every 15 minutes, I'll have a timer set. And when that timer goes off, you know, we check to look at those goals and say, hey, were you on track? And did you meet those goals? Um, Eventually, we're stretching that out so that if you are using a behavior contract in a place like school, you know, eventually that behavior contract can be just a quick check in after each period. So after math class, let's check in. Did you meet your goals? You know, after language class, let's check in. Did you meet your goals? And then eventually it would be, hey, let's just check in at lunchtime and then let's just check in after school. And uh, you know, then maybe it's just one um, at the very end of the day, but you can't start there. Um, so often I go in and I see teachers who have started there and it's just one check-in at the end of the day and it's just way too long for a student. They really don't understand. So starting small and then systematically increasing that check-in period. And the other thing to remember in setting up a paper contract is that
1: the reward should you know equal the effort. So sometimes we expect you know, a student to work on a behavior contract for an entire week. And those are high expectations. And there are a lot of demands on them to, you know, control their behavior and do things that are hard for them. And then they only maybe get, you know, a couple minutes of a video at the end of the week. And of course, that's not going to be motivating for them. And it's going to be really hard for them. So you can always tweak, you know, when they're trading in that behavior contract, how often they're accessing reinforcement. And it should be equal. If we're expecting them to do something that's really hard, then maybe they need reinforcement more often, or maybe they need to see that I'm almost there. I just need you know, a couple more points to get to my next level of reinforcement. The other thing that you can do is um, have them not only trade in their points with the behavior contract, but also accumulate their points so that if they need that reinforcement a little bit more often, like a couple times a day to trade in the behavior contract, um, they could also collect those points for bigger rewards, maybe at the end of the week, so that they can learn that there is there is a benefit to accumulating those rewards. It's not just like, well, I
0: traded in and now I have to start
1: from zero again.
0: We did that with a few of my learners. It's really cool. We made a menu of of reinforcers. And um, the menu was, you know, okay, I only need a certain amount of points to get this small little thing, but, you know, I need a lot of points to get this. And a lot of the time what we see is that these learners go right away for that quick grab. You know, I'm going to cash in my points. My points are burning a hole in my pocket, basically, right? And I've got to, you know, cash in really quickly. And then over time, you see them starting to go, wait a second, I can save up for something else. And it's really cool that the behavior shifts from, I need to cash in right away to I'm going to save, I'm going to save, which is also another life goal, which is pretty cool.
1: And because we want to build a lot of that buy-in and ownership over the goals, this overlaps really well with students who are working on ACT, type programming. So it could be a conversation of developing these goals on a behavior contract together. What are their values? Um, And then how can we pick some committed actions to work towards their values? And then it's not about me enforcing these rules on you, but it's about you wanting to accomplish these values and how can I help you? And then those check-ins are more of, you know, well, we were successful with this today, but you weren't so successful with this. Well, how can I help you so that next time you could be more successful? Because remember, these are your goals and your values. It's not just something that you're doing because we said so, right? We want to set our students up to be successful adults and as independent as possible. And building up that intrinsic motivation is
0: is a great thing to do. And that buy in is so important. And, you know, if your student's able to do that, make sure you include your student in every step of the way. So if your student can contribute to what are your goals, you know, what are your goals at school today or during this subject? You know, what should I be writing on this behavior contract? If your student can come up with some of those goals, they're more likely to buy into the whole behavior contract, you know as well as be successful with it. You know, if your student doesn't or can't communicate those goals, um, make sure you're incorporating the student's team. So make sure you're talking to the teacher, make sure you're talking to parents, making sure you're talking to therapists, whoever is involved in um, the specific... Situation, make sure you're talking to everybody around so that you are getting that buy in. And you're also making sure that you're individualizing it to your client. Uh, You know, if you've got, you know, if you say, hey, listen, here's what I've used in the past, here are the three goals I've used in the past, go for it, do it. That's not individualized. Likewise, you know, if you've got a teacher in a classroom who's got, say, five different individuals on behavior contracts, and that teacher uses, you know, the same rewards for all five of those students, that's not individualized either. So, really, talking about what is you know very specific to your client in terms of goals but also in terms of reinforcers or motivators as well so what does your client like and have your client tell you if they can and once you've set up these goals the expectations shouldn't change sometimes i'll see that like
1: well the rules change every day the teacher decided that today these were the expectations and that well you didn't really work hard enough So I'm not going to actually, you know, provide that reinforcement. Once you've set up this agreement, like, here's what we can expect from the student, we're also giving our word that this is what you can expect from us. We're not going to change the rules. And as long as you're keeping up your side of the contract, then we're going to keep up our side of the contract.
0: Now, Sherry, you're right to a certain degree. You shouldn't be changing those rules every single day. But over time, make sure you're examining those rules and make systematic changes. So, you know, if your student, you know, every month or every week, you know, you're checking in with those goals. And if your student has those goals and is consistently meeting those goals check in and then say okay you know if you can talk with your student how can we modify these goals you know to make them that much more um i don't even know what the right word is you know how how much more challenging right And, and what can we do next and what can we do next so you're constantly thinking about the next step and how we can add to that but don't flip flop back and forth you know every day it shouldn't be different it should be very predictable and offer lots of opportunities to practice these expectations with the students. So
1: sometimes if we're setting up a behavior contract, we may do a little bit of priming, you know, first thing in the morning as a reminder. Remember, these are the expectations. Let's practice. So let's practice sitting at your desk and raising your hand and waiting to be called on. Or let's practice using nice words. We want to prime them and using rehearsal and a role play giving them as much opportunities as possible to practice those skills so that they can be successful in the moment. We really want to set them up for success and not using this as an opportunity to catch them when they're not doing the things that they're supposed to be doing. We really want to use this as a way for us to notice when they are doing the things that they're supposed to be doing and reinforce that.
0: I do a lot of role play with my students and it's so beneficial uh, because we can take that teaching opportunity outside of the moment and really look at it. Um, I have a girl, she's eight years old, and she's a phenomenal student. And she's got these LOL dolls that she absolutely loves. And, uh, you know, she has set up, you know, a behavior, we set up a behavior contract together, but she took her LOL dolls, and she set up a classroom. And she also um, used an OMG doll as the teacher. And then, you know, we role played with her OMG doll as the teacher and her LOL doll her behavior contract. And it was the cutest thing in the world, but that for her was the role play that she needed to help her understand what the behavior contract is all about.
1: And ultimately, when a student can work on a behavior contract and develop that independence, they may still need that outside support to make sure that they're accurately self-reflecting. Um, but then we can help them work towards more of a self-monitoring system so that we can help them reflect more accurately and being
0: able to take real ownership over that. And that becomes more of a self-monitoring system. We have a podcast on um, self-monitoring that we did with um, Jamie and Katie from Self & Match. Um, So check that out as well if you want more information about self-monitoring. But the behavior contract ultimately leads to self-monitoring. Um, I want to say one more thing before we wrap up this podcast, and and that is really about goals and behavior contract, and you know checking in about those goals. Make sure those goals, and make sure you're uh, giving feedback related to the goals, and not related to whether you were quote unquote good or bad today. Um, one of my hugest pet peeves. Okay, were you good today? Let's find out. Oh, you were bad boy today. Like it just sounds so wrong on so many levels. You know, somebody isn't good or bad. It's about their goals. You know, did they meet their goals today? Did they not meet their goals today? And make sure you have that terminology when you're talking with your clients. Thanks for joining today's conversation. Wherever you get your podcast, please go and subscribe, rate, and review so others can find out about us too.
1: For more from How To ABA, including free resources and ABA materials, visit our blog at howtoaba.com. And make sure that you're following us on social media for more practical tips and updates.